Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. You'll join me in Exodus chapter 3, verse 10 through 15. Very familiar passage. We'll read it, amen. Exodus chapter 3, verse 10 through 15 reads like this. Come now, therefore, talking, the Lord was talking to Moses, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, and thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? You ever ask yourself that question? Sister Smith, I've asked myself that question before, amen. Who am I, God? But aren't you thankful God took the simple things to confound the wise, amen? So thankful. And he said, And that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. 13 said, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? And what shall I say unto them? And verse 14 said, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Church say, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shall thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said, Moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. And the church said, Amen, and you can be seated. Amen. In John chapter 8, verse 58 says, Jesus said unto them, talking, he was talking to the Jews. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, Sister Jen, he said, I am. Aren't you thankful for the I am that's in your life this morning? Amen. Brother Jack, I'm so thankful that I made God the I am of my life. Amen. Yesterday, honey and I was coming back, and we was talking about this. And Sister Debbie, I asked honey, I said, honey, what would you say if, if you had an opportunity to teach about the I am? And Brother Rayleigh, she went through a list of things that the I am is. And, you know, Brother Rayleigh, we want the I am to be the everything in our life. Amen. If you have a need this morning, Brother Jerry, it don't matter what that need is. You can just... Take it a blank, Brother Allen, and put the I am right there, and he'll be that problem solver. Amen. Brother Junior, I'm so thankful for whatever we run up upon. Amen. He's the I am of that situation. Amen. If we, by faith, Brother Kevin, can just step out and grab a hold of, amen, every need, Brother Everett, that's in our life, every need that we'll ever face. Come on now, church. Brother Ben, he'll be the I am in our life. Amen. Revelation 1 through 8 said, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Amen. 
For just a few moments, I'd like to drift backwards into, we all know about the ten plagues that the Lord, such a land, did in the land of Egypt. And we know there was times that Pharaoh wanted to let Brother Leonard, the children go, but the Bible said that God hardened his heart, amen, and wouldn't do that because God, Sister Mary, wanted to show himself strong, amen. But let me just refresh your memory uh, in the 10 plagues. It said he turned water to blood. There was frogs. There was lice. There was flies. There was pestilence of the livestock, bowls, thunderstorm of hail and fire, locusts, three days of darkness, and number 10, the death of the firstborn, Brother Jerry, the Bible said, of man and beast. Amen. And I said all that, Brother Brian, we're still talking about the I am. I don't know how many of the Bible scholars have read over in Exodus 11 and 7, but I'd like to read you this scripture. Amen. We're talking this morning about the I am. Verse 7 in Exodus 11 says this. It says, but against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue, against man or beast, Sister Townsend, that ye may know how that the Lord doeth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. Brother Kevin, aren't you thankful? Now, I know this. I don't mean this to sound funny, Sister Dave. It's not funny, but ain't it great that we serve a God? Amen. If he says the dogs don't bark, if the dogs don't move their tongue, if they don't yelp, the I am, church. I'm talking about the I am, amen. He said, look here, children, when y'all leave Egypt, amen, I'm going to shut the dogs down, amen. They're not going to bark. They're not going to whimper. Because can I tell you, when the I am speaks, Brother Jerry, things are going to happen, amen. Aren't you thankful for that, amen, that we serve the all-powerful, amen, if I can convince you this morning, Sister Jessica, if you'll let God be the I am of your life, the devil can't intimidate you. He can't make you back up. Because can I tell you, Brother Jack, we just put the I am on him this morning. Amen? Amen. If, if he, he controls it all. Think about that, the ten plagues. And we understand when the death angel showed up, says Deborah, it changed everything. Amen. Can I tell you, Pharaoh was ready, Brother JT, to let the children go. But when I, when I read this scripture, I heard a preacher preach about this some time ago, Brother Everett. And I just, this scripture just never left my mind. Amen. That we serve a God that's all-powerful. Sister Avis, whatever we have need of. But Brother Allen, can I tell you, and I know I said this before, so forgive me, but Brother Mike, it's so easy to trust the arm of the flesh. Amen. Sister Boyd, when things come against us, amen, and it looks like old hell's come up against you, but somebody said one time, said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Come on now, church. Can I tell you, Brother Donnie, the devil can huff, he can puff, but he can't mess with the great I am. Amen. It don't matter, church. You serve the only God. Amen, brother. Uh, brother Larry just said it. Amen. He was God manifested in the flesh, Sister Donna. For me and your brother Toby, aren't you thankful that he loved us so much that the great I am come down and wrapped himself in flesh, Sister Susan, and died on an old rugged cross. Brother Travis, so me and you might have a way to make it to heaven. Amen. I'm so thankful. I thought about it. I'm going to skip that. Brother Larry already read that, so I'm going to move on to John 1 and 1. It said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the church said the Word was God. Amen. And 
And in verse 14 of the same chapter 1, it said, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Come on now, church. Full of grace and truth. Amen. Can I tell you that he's full of grace, Brother Junior, and he's full of truth. Amen. We're going to get to that in just a few moments. I don't know about y'all, but if this is not marked in your Bible, you might want to mark this in your Bible in 1 Timothy 3.16. It said, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. The church said God was manifested in the flesh. That's a good place to say amen, church. Justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, and believed on in the world, received up into glory. Brother JT, can I tell you, you can preach the oneness of God right here in 1 Timothy 3.16. Amen. I don't know about you, Brother Danny. I'm thankful for the revelation of who Jesus was and who Jesus is. Brother Reddy, I'm thankful for the revelation of the great I am. Amen. I'm thankful. I'm thankful as a young child that God revealed himself through preaching. Amen, Brother Brian, and showed me this wonderful truth. Amen, because the Bible said God was manifested in the flesh. Amen, I'm thankful for that. Can I tell you, even his disciples, Brother Wayne, sometimes didn't know what to do with this Jesus. Amen. Can I tell you, Philip said one time in John 14, 8 through 9, Philip said unto him, talking about Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffice us. It'll take care of it, Sister Cricket. All we need to know is who the Father was. Jesus said, and can't you imagine, Sister Debbie, it's hard to wrap my mind around, that they've seen all these miracles. Come on now. Seen the blinded eyes open, seen the death here, seen the lame get up and walk, seen the leper to be cured, Sister Shirley, and they still didn't know who Jesus was. But, Brother Junior, I don't want to be too hard on those disciples, amen, because can I tell you, I don't know about y'all, but when I read the B-I-B-L-E, I still see things that I've never seen, amen. Me and Honey was talking about Joseph on the way home yesterday, and I said, did you realize when Joseph had concern about Mary's trustworthiness, the Bible said that the angel of the Lord visited Joseph while he was asleep. A good place to say amen, church. Can I tell you, Brother Rayleigh, whether you're wide awake or whether you're asleep, the great I am. If he wants to talk to you, he can talk to you. Amen. I'm so thankful for that, Sister Peggy. I'm thankful for a God that when sometime when my mind drifts, he can just bring me right back into where I need to be at. And Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me? Philip, he that has seen me, come on, church, has seen the Father, and how sayest then, show us the Father. Amen. In the book of John, Sister Michelle, there's seven I am's. In John 6 and 35, the Lord said, I am the bread of life. John 8 and 12 said, I am the light of the world. John 10 and 9 said, I am the door. 10 and 11 said, I am the good shepherd. 11 and 25 said, I am the resurrection. And chapter 15 and 5 said, I am the true vine. And 14 and 6 said, I am the way, the truth, come on, church, and the life. Amen. Brother Jerry, it don't matter what we go through on this side of the dirt. Sister Michelle, we got a greater promise setting on the other side. Amen. It don't end here. Sister Mary, when we close our eyes for the last time, it don't end here, church. Amen. Because we serve the great I am. 
He is the way. He is the truth. Come on now, church. I don't know about you, but he's the life of my life. Amen. He said, the devil come but to kill, steal, and destroy. He said, I come that you may have, come on, church, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. We don't serve a half-witted God. We serve a God. He said he'd open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing. Amen. There ain't nothing lacking, nothing lacking in the God that we serve, church. Says Melendez because he's a great I am. Woo! He ain't the second person in the Godhead. He is the the Bible said the fullness of all the Godhead dwells in him. Brother JT, aren't you thankful that you serve God Almighty? Amen. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. James 1 and 17 said, Every good and, and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. I love this so much. With whom there is no variableness, Brother Jerry, neither shadow or turning. Can I tell you, if you'll walk back through John and all those things that you might need God to be, Sister Amy, can I tell you, you can put your faith and your trust and confidence in that right there, Brother Leonard. Because he said in the book of James, he said, there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. I don't know about y'all, Sister Donna, but when things come into our life, I remind little Wayne of this scripture. Can I tell you, Brother Kevin, there's people in this world, no matter how close and no matter how much they mean to do well in minding your life, they just going to let us down, Brother Toby. Amen, church. But you can go back from Genesis, come all the way to Revelation, Brother Wayne, and you won't find any place in there. If God did it for them, it God won't do that for me and you. Sister Jane, that's why we call him the great I am. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but I remember when we used to have testimony service. Brother Leonard and I'd be thinking, now, God, if you did that for Sister Donna, come on now. You did that for Brother Toby. See, that's why I try to tell you, church, I know some of the stuff that I pray about, Sister Boyd, is kind of hilarious and kind of funny, but I, I learned early on serving God, Sister Joan, that to make God the I am of my life, I could just ask for anything. Amen. Brother Jerry, I could just ask for anything. Brother Richard, I don't always get what I ask for, and that's a good thing. But God knows what I had need of before I even ask. Amen. Can I tell you, if I need a healing, God's a healer. If I need deliverance, God's a deliverer. Can I tell you, if I need a bill paid, Brother Jeremy, God will meet my need and get my bill paid. Amen. Why is that, Brother Wayne? Because he's a great I am. I don't know about y'all, church, but that excites me. Amen. Aren't you thankful, Brother Brian? It might be things that some friends and family may not be able to help me and you with. But there is nothing in the church say nothing. The Bible said impossible to those that believe. Ain't that what Gabriel told Mary? Come on now, church. He said, how could this be? He said, with God, nothing is impossible. And Sister Joan, Mary, come back with, let it be according to thy word. Oh, Sister Jean, if I could just get little Wayne's mind to that point. God, whatever your word said, let it be according to your word. Church, I don't know about y'all, Brother Danny, but I want the God that I'm talking about tonight to be the God in my life. I want him to be the I am. Sister Townsend, I want it to be to where I rely on God more and more every day. 
Because, you know, if you bought something new, most of us go home and try that out. Amen? I mean, when I was a little boy, Mom and him would buy me a pair of shoes, Brother Junior. I thought it made me run faster. It didn't. But in little Wayne's mind, it made him, thanks, Miss Debbie, it made him run faster. Have you ever got something home from the store and you just said, man, I can't wait to get home to try that dude out? I guess I'm the only one that does that. Hey, man, I get a new broom. I take the cover off that dude. We put it to work. Hey, man. Hey, man. When's the last time, Brother Wayne, we put Jesus? When something come up upon us, Brother Jack, we just said, you know what? Instead of turning to what I normally turn to, I'm going to put my faith and trust and confidence in the I am. Sister Michelle, if we can just come, because I understand there's a war going on in our members. I understand that, Brother Richard. And I understand the flesh. You know, it can't do nothing but just be flesh, as Brother William said. But Sister Cricket, sometimes you've got to crucify this flesh. Sometimes you've got to step on that branch called faith. Amen. And you just got to say, if God be for me, who can be against me? Amen. Aren't you thankful that the I am is on your side this morning? For just a few minutes, I want to visit a very familiar scripture in 1 Kings 17, 18 through 15. We all know the story about the widow Zarephath, but I'd just like to just refresh your memory talking about the great I am of the Old Testament. And can I tell you just one more time, Brother Everett, if there ever comes a time that we run up into something like this in the land of the USA, I'm going to stand on what, what the, the I am did for this woman, at the, the widow at Zarephath. Verse 8 said, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, talking about Elijah, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. By. Now think about this. It says, Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Sister Mary, for just a few moments, I've often thought about the widow. The Bible knows, you know the story. She didn't have a whole lot. Such a Shanna, she was preparing to, to do what she had to do with, and she said out of her own mouth to the man of God, Brother Jack, she said, we're going to eat this, and we're going to die. Brother Wayne, it's one thing to sit in the church with your bills paid, and the air's running, and the lights are on, and there's gas in the car. The pantries are full. The freezers are full. They say, the I am is the I am of my life. But, Sister Boyd, it's another thing when you get in this place where this widow woman is. But the Bible said, I have commanded her. Aren't you thankful for the ears that hear? I heard a preacher say one time, you hear what you're listening for. Amen, Sister Donna? If you're listening for the small, still voice, that's what you're going to hear, Sister Joy. But if you listen to all the commotion that's swirling around in the world, that's what you're going to hear. Sister Michelle, can I tell you, the Bible says sometimes when you've done all you can do, the Bible says just stand. That's when we need to stand still, Sister Lana, and hear the voice of God. Can I tell you, I just wonder what, Sister Mary, was it what was all running through her mind? When she looked around and she seen she just had little or nothing, and this famine was taking its toll, but God being God, the man that started the famine, he shows up at the doorstep. Come on now, church. 
Brother Howe, can I tell you the I am has a plan? Amen. Can I tell you when we look at things and it looks hopeless? The I am. Come on, Brother Pope. The I am that we serve has got a plan. He's got a plan, and if he says, if the plan needs a dog not to bark, the dog won't bark. If he's got a plan, Brother JT, if you need some money, that God could move on somebody's heart to stop by and give you the meat. I'm just telling you, there is nothing impossible to those that believe, Brother Ben. Amen. Why is that, Brother Wayne? Because we serve the I am. Verse 10 said, he arose and went to Zarephath, talking about Elijah. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Now, remember, Elijah had done told, said, go tell King Ahab it's not going to rain. According, They had shut up, so water must be at a very short supply, Brother Jerry. But you might know the man of God said, the very first thing I want is a little drink of water. Verse 11 said, and as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. Can I tell you, such a shan of things changed right then. Amen. Her attitude, Sister Donna, changed right then. Verse 12 said, and she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal. Stick your hand out this morning. I don't know about y'all, but that ain't very much meal, Brother Brian. You talking about faith. Brother Leonard, you talking about some faith when you stretch out and said, all I've got is a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I gather two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat and die. Now, church, but just for just a few moments, Brother Riley, let's just put ourselves in this young lady's hand. The Bible don't say, Brother Jack, she had the Holy Ghost. It don't say that she attended a wonderful church like you and I get to attend, Brother Hal. It didn't say that she had anybody around to help her. Come on now, church. It just says it's just her and her son, and two sticks, a handful of meal, Brother Jack, and a little bit of oil in the cruise. The Bible said that he commanded the widow woman to sustain the man of God. Sister Susan, don't let the spirit of fear rise up in mind in your life when the Lord tells us something, that we don't grab a hold of that thing and accept it and curse the devil Resist the devil. He, the Bible said if we'll su submit to God, resist the devil. Brother Leonard, the Bible said, and he'll flee. So when the devil's talking to you, Sister Patricia, you got to put him underneath your feet. Don't let him ride on your back. And you need to remind him that you're the king's child. Amen. Can I tell you that we're the, we serve the king of kings and the Lord of lords, church. It don't matter what the news says. It don't matter what the doctor says. It don't matter what the lawyer says. It don't matter what the judge says, Brother Allen. All that matters is what the I am. Because, see, there ain't nothing, Sister Jenna, that'll put your faith to trial like a little bit of fire. Amen. Amen. Now, all, all folks has been through something, Sister Debbie. We know a little bit about the power of prayer. Amen. 
We know a little bit of taking the oil and anointing your forehead, washing your face, and going on a fast, Brother Ben. Amen. I remember one time, and I'm going to hurry along, but I remember one time I had got tired of being a heavyset person. And I had, we had bought a, I would tell you, Sister Boyd, probably besides the B-I-B-L-E, probably the most powerful book I ever read, was a book called Eat Right for Your Blood Type. Amen. And I won't get into that, but anyway, I'll hurry on through this. But Sister Michelle, at that particular time, we was, I was eating uh, chicken and pork and anything good. I was eating it. Amen, Brother Jerry. But I read just a little bit of this book, Brother Jack, and it said the reason that little Wayne was heavy was because he ate pork and he ate chicken. Now, I, I'm not here to debate that, Brother Hal, whether that's true or not. I just know in little Wayne's life, Brother Toby, it worked. Amen. I just know from me and my house. Honey, I'll tell you, I'm telling you the truth, Sister Boyd. Before I read the book, I had, I'm one of those um, folks, Brother Justin, that if it's on sale, I don't need two, I need 12. Because it might just go off sale. And I, Brother Everett, she'll tell you. She, she'll tell me now. I, she'll just say, you ain't got to buy all that. I say, yeah, but it's, see, I come out of the retail business, Sister Jane, and I understand stuff's on sale for just once a week. You got to get it while it's on sale. Yeah, man. Have you ever been? I got to hurry, but have you ever been to Walmart and really fell in love with a product and they just quit carrying it? Amen. That used to make me. But anyway, I'm carrying I'm, I'm, But my point is, is this, Brother Ben. I had bought a bunch of pork and a bunch of chicken, Brother Donnie, and put it in the freezer. We was going to enjoy some fried pork chops and some barbecue chicken. True story. I read that book, Brother Jerry, and come home with plastic bags and put all that stuff and went to church the next night and gave it all away. True story? Because here's what I understand, Brother Jerry. If you're going to get serious about something, you got to get committed to something. Brother Rayleigh, I knew as long as there was pork in my house and chicken in my house, I wasn't going to do what that book told me to do. Amen? So here's what I'm trying to tell you. If we serious about letting God be the I am of our life, Brother Wayne, we got to get serious about that thing. We got to allow him to take first position. Me and Sister Mary and Brother Wayne talked about this before church. If God, Sister Melinda ain't first in our life, he ain't going to be nowhere else. I don't care what anybody tells you. It don't matter what he says or she says. Brother Jack, he is either I am or he's the I ain't. Amen. He ain't taking second position or fifth position. Amen. And can I tell you, you got to get serious about your salvation. Sister Shirley, you can cut on a lot of things in this thing called life, but you better not cheat on this thing called salvation. You better know that you know that you know the I am when all that matters. Because it might be that one day you and I might be out gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Verse 13 said, And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Man of God, that's easy for you to say, amen. You just sat by the brook. God fed you by ravens day and night. And you stayed at the brook until the brook dried up, and the Lord said, you got to get up out of here now. you got to move on. I heard a preacher say a lot of times we won't move until he dries up your brook, but I'm going to move on. Verse 14 said, For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the Cruise of oil fell until the day the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Think about that promise. What a promise. Brother Brian, she wouldn't she, she didn't have a lot to operate on. She didn't have much room for error here. 
She had just a little bit of meal in her hand, a little bit of oil in the cruise, Brother Jeremy. But the Bible said that he had commanded a widow woman. But I love verse 15. Brother Jackie said, and she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And the Bible said, she, he, and her house did eat many days. Now, Sister Jen, only God, the I am, I can understand why he took care of the woman and her house. But I'm convinced that he in this, Brother Mike, is a man called Elijah. I'm convinced of that. Because if you read on over in verse uh, chapter 8 of this same book, or maybe it's in second, never mind, I got the stories mixed up. I'll move on. Let me tell you this real quickly. When we was going to church in Chiefland at Mount Zion, I shared this story in Chiefland some time ago, but um, at, during that time, Brother Jack, the uh, wells around the churches was going dry where our church was in Chiefland. And Sister Bev, our church well went dry. And I said, uh, now, Pastor, we need to do something about this. We need to chip in, get the pump man there, and get this thing fixed. And our pastor said, no, I don't think so. He said, let's pray about this thing. Well, now, I must tell you, Brother Donnie, that went well for about the first two or three months. Because, see, we was toting water in five-gallon buckets to church so we could flush the commode and wash your hand. And Brother Toby, that all works real well for the short time. Amen, church. But Brother Pope, this thing rocked on and rocked on. Buddy of mine's real handy in this kind of stuff, Brother Mike, and he stopped me, and he's lost as a blind dog. And he said, hey, would you like for me to come by and help y'all with the, your pump situation and see what we could do? And I run back, Sister Amy, to the pastor, and I said, Pastor, I said, buddy of mine wants to come help us with this well. He said, now, Brother Wayne, I told you. We're not going to fool with that well until I say it's time, till God speaks. So Brother Wayne being ate up with so much faith, he told Honey on the way home, he said, now that's easy for pastor to say, Brother Richard, because he ain't the one hauling the water back and forth to church. That was us and my mom and daddy. And he was there was on their 70s. True story. Amen. I ain't proud of that, Brother Jake, but can I tell you, even somebody that thinks you got faith, sometimes it'll get shook a little bit. Says, David, this thing just rocked on and rocked on. And I told Honey, I said, my faith was going on down the Swanee River. I was saying, we got to get the pump man here. We got to do something. But Pastor stood his ground, Brother Jerry. The neighbor right beside us, you could probably, I don't know, it went probably much further than here in the foyer, our next door neighbor. He had to put down a new well, and you might know the devil would have him come across the line and tell some folks at the church that he had a new well. He had to go 90 feet to get it. Brother but he was pumping good water at 90 feet. So little Wayne said, Pastor, we need to do something. He said, we're just going to keep going like we're going. I'm thankful, church. I'm thankful for the man of God, Brother Wayne, that stood firm on the B-I-B-L-E. Because can I tell you, he was probably the only one that was standing. But he called one Saturday morning, and he, Sister Allison, he said, y'all meet me at the church. We're going to drop it 
draw a pipe down there and let's just see what happened. True story. Sister Mia, we dropped it down in there. We hooked her all up, and that buddy of mine that was going to help some months ago was happening to be there. He flipped that breaker, and she said, and far as I know, brother, near that same pump is still pumping today. So my point is, when the I am, Sister Jessica, does something in your life, that's something to grab a hold of. I, I, I was sitting at work the other day, Brother How, and the Lord brought this back to my mind for whatever reason, maybe just to share with you this morning. Might be somebody in the house that, that had some faith at one time, but circumstance in life has shook it around a little bit, such begging you don't quite have that faith that you once had. But you understand if anybody's moved, it's me or you that's moved, not the great I am. Because he is the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He don't change. So I'll tell you this in closing. Some, some, maybe some weeks ago, I guess, I was going to work. I work in Bronson, if you call what I do work. But I'm thankful God gave me that job. Amen. I'm thankful for that. Amen, Sister Cricket. Um, but there was a gentleman. We're talking about the I am, Brother Rayleigh. There was a gentleman walking down inside the sidewalk. And, uh. Man, Brother Jerry, I was hoping Honey had gave me some money to give to this man, but if she gave it to me, I'd spend it somewhere else. Amen. So, Brother Danny, I, Honey happened to be off on that Friday, and I called Honey, and I said, Honey, see, we have a thing in our, in our world. It says don't plan our days off. Amen. So if I want stuff done, Sister Lynn, I'm not allowed to plan that on her day off. Amen. And that's, it just goes both ways, Sister Amy. It, it works for us, by the grace of God. I said, honey, I want you to come to Bronson. I seen this man walking down the side of the road, and I want you to go by and give him some money. And surprisingly, Brother Junior, she said, I will. <laughs> Woo! I felt the Holy Ghost moving that office right then. Amen. Because sometimes she'll raise up against me, Brother Mike, but she said, I will. Amen. So she come almost, Brother Jack, all the way to, to, to Bronson and didn't see the gentleman and done a buzzer loop and headed back to Chiefland, Sister Shirley. And I called her and I said, baby, did you find the gentleman? She said, no, I come. And, and he, she should have seen him, really. Um, he's got this big sign and whatever he's carrying down the side of the road. And so she said, no, I didn't see him. I said, Dad, gummit, missed an opportunity, Brother Jerry, to, to bless God's people. So I told the Lord, I got off at 5. I said, Lord, if I see this gentleman walking down the side of the road, I'm going to stop and talk to him. Just by the grace of God, Brother Mike, he hadn't made it to Chiefland, and I got to see him. And I was driving my little blue car that we had to pray back through. I still got the prayer cloth on him, and Brother Larry won't ride with me because he's scared of it. But anyway, his faith's going to grow one day. And um, so anyway, I pulled back around. He's pulling this wagon thing behind him, Brother Wayne. And, and um, I said, hey, man. He must be about 65 or so. I said, man, won't you let's load all your stuff up, and I'll take you into town. I said, by the grace of God, we have a little church in Chiefland. You can stay there, you, whatever you want. He said, listen here, buddy. He said, I appreciate what you're doing for me. He said, but we can't get all this in your little car. I said, man, we can do it. He said, no, no. He said, I'm just going to set up my tent right here, and, and we'll just let that be. I said, listen, I'll call my honey. We got a truck. She'll be here in a few minutes and get you. He said, no, no, no. Listen, I'm okay. 
And so I didn't want to tell him this. We had a, uh, some kind of uh, eating thing. They have a lot of eating things where I work at. And so Honey likes pound cake, and I was trying to get on the good side, Brother Jerry. I got her four or five pieces of pound cake and some cookies and put it in saran wrap. But this gentleman there, and, and he didn't want me to go get him anything to eat, so I had her food right there. I just handed it to him. I said, hey, all I got is this cake and a few cookies you can have. He said, well, yeah, I'll take that. He took Honey's gift, and Brother Brian, he sat there, and I said, well, listen. I said, I'm going to try to catch up with you tomorrow and see you know, um, see if we can't help you tomorrow. He said, all right. So anyway, we had to go to Gainesville, Sister Boyd, and we passed him. He had already hit Chiefer by the time we was leaving Chiefer. So we got back to town sometime that afternoon, and I called the guy, and the guy said, I said, man, where are you at? He said, well, I'm at this hotel. I said, all right. So I want to come by and see you and talk to you for a few minutes. So when I got there, Brother Jerry, he said, you're a persistent little fellow, aren't you? I said, yeah, man. I said, I'm just trying to do God's little work, you know what I mean? Just to come by and check on you and all that. He gave me a card, Brother Howe. He said, you must have seen my Facebook page. I said, man, I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I don't know anything about Facebook. I don't know anything about text. I don't know about any of that kind of stuff. I just know God just told me to take care of God's people, and we're just trying to help you out. So I said all that, Brother Rayleigh, to tell you this part of the story. Honey was reading, checking up on him on Facebook. And he said he'd went, he stopped somewheres at this big church. Said he could see in the windows they had chandeliers, and it was a super nice place, Brother Kevin. That's what he said. Said he said he went in. Said he went in, checked it all out. And he said, listen, here's all I want. He said, I just want to set up. He said, when I leave, Brother Toby, he said, I'll make sure the place is all clean. The little guy that happened to be there helping him, Brother Pope, not helping him, he was at the church. He said, uh, well, let me call my pastor and see if it'll be okay. I can get you to stand. You can stand. I'm closing. We're talking about the I am that had caught him in a rain, Sister Donna. And he said all his, his clothes was on him was wet, and he just wanted to get in and out and so he could dry some. Well, Mike said that the little man come back, and he said, he said, man, I talked to the pastor, and the pastor said, you can't stay here. He said, but I do have a bottle of water for you. So, Brother Leonard, I said all that to just say this. When that gentleman left, he didn't think the I am stayed at that church. Come on now, church. See, the I am didn't show up at that situation, Sister Bev. When, when the man was in need, I think it's in Matthew 25, the Lord said, you know, I was hungry. Come on, I was naked, I was in prison, I was sick. And he said, when did we do these things? And Jesus said, come on now, when you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. We're talking about the I am this morning, Brother Jack. See, the church had a great opportunity to do something for this man. So here's what I'm thinking about, Brother Mike, and I told Honey this. I wonder about all the non-believers that maybe read this man's Facebook page, maybe thinks of their self, that ain't much of a church. And Brother Jerry, I wonder how many times that folks that think that kind of stuff throw me and you in that same category. See, Sister Melinda, you never know when the I am is working. We just need to make ourselves available. Join me in prayer. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. 
We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.